Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. I want you to grab your Bibles, and I want you to go to the book of Romans. Grab your Bibles and go to the book of Romans. As you're going there, look at the person next to you one more time and tell them you look phenomenal today. Come on. Look at neighbor number two on the other side and tell them you actually look better than my first neighbor. Come on. I want to welcome everybody that's watching us across all the different live stream options that we have. Thank you for tuning in. And if you couldn't make it to the building, at least you're watching, you're having online church. Come on, can we give a hand to everybody tuning in in different places of our city and around the world. We're thankful that you're watching. We started a brand new series called Reset. Somebody shout Reset. We started a brand new series called Reset last week, and I'm so pumped about it. I told the entire church for the next four or five weeks, you cannot miss a Sunday. If you can't make it to the 9, come to the 11. If you can't make it to the 9 or 11, come to the 6 p.m., go to one of our other locations. Uh, but for the next four or five Sundays, do not miss a Sunday. I really think it's valuable what we're talking about. I really think that God's going to do something in our life, and how we begin the year can really determine how we end the year. Can I get an Amen. And uh, this is going to be our base scripture for the next couple of weeks. We started it last week. Go with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I'm pumped about reset. I don't know about you, you are. Come on. Reset. We're resetting at the beginning of 2020. We're resetting in our mind, our spirit, our bodies, our health. Come on, our worship, our prayer. We're resetting all around. Amen? Come on. Romans chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. Paul is writing and he says, therefore. Somebody say therefore. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve What God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Come on, how good are those two verses? We're dissecting those verses in the first few weeks of the year. We're talking about it. We want to get Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 in our hearts, in our souls, in our mind. I hope you've underlined it, highlighted it in your Bible, and really study it over the next 21 days as we're fasting and praying. Today, as as we go into week two, part two, of this reset series, Uh, around Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, I want to talk to you from this title or this topic. Uh, Today, if you're taking notes, write this down. Today's title is, Don't Even Think About It. Don't even think about it. Look at three people around you and tell them, don't even think about it. Come on, high five three people around you and tell them, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. I'm going to talk for about 20, 25 minutes, and then we'll worship Jesus. And I'm really believing that some people are going to be set free today. And I'm really believing we're going to go home different than how we came in. And I really believe that the Spirit of God is here. We didn't just come to have a good time. We came to have a God time. Can I get an amen? And so I encourage you to lean in, grab a piece of paper, a pen, something, write down some notes. 
Uh, nothing that I say can really help anybody, but it's what God says through us. And I'm praying that God will speak to us here today. Uh, that we all need the word of God as much as anybody. Amen? Amen. Come on, 9 a.m. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Let's ask God to help us this morning. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. Have your way. Thank you for Communion Sunday. Thank you as we remember the sacrifice of your son Jesus. Thank you for Reset Part 2 today across every location, Kendall, West Kendall City, every gathering, six different opportunities. We pray that people would see you and would get to know you. Jesus, make yourself so real in our lives. And I pray that today you would help us, help our minds, set us free. That as we begin 2020, as we begin this new decade, we will never be the same again. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and all of God's people say. Amen. Oh, come on. All of God's people say. Amen. Oh, come on. Not here. Can you make some noise for Jesus this morning? Come on. Make some noise. Come on. As you know, I have an issue with drivers in Miami. I do think that driving in Miami uh, can be interesting. And driving in Miami can be difficult at times. I've literally gone down the Palmetto Expressway or the Turnpike uh, to look across at the other vehicle and see somebody putting on lipstick, eating, on the phone, and driving at the same time. Have you ever seen that? Those are people that are extremely gifted and talented. Has anybody ever witnessed something like that? Come on. Happens all over. <laughs> Turning signals are not a thing that people use in Miami. People don't believe in turning signals. And so... Driving in Miami can be interesting. My wife is an incredible driver. My wife really is a fantastic, awesome driver. And I must say, she does have incredible driving skills. Um, but one of the issues that my wife has um, problems with when driving is that she often, while driving, forgets which is her right and which is her left. Has that happened to anybody? Babe, I think you're alone in this one. There have been several times when Diana's driving, uh, for one reason or another, I cannot drive, and she's driving us, and let's say I'll be giving her directions on where we're going, and I'll say, babe, babe, here, here, you, you got to make a left here, and uh, instead of making a left, she makes uh, a right, and I'm like, babe, babe, a left, and she's like, I am, I am making a left, and I'm like, babe, you, you made a right, you made a right, and she has made a right turn. I said, am I the only one that's happened to Anybody else with me? Maybe it's a few of us. Here's what I know. Our minds are the steering wheel of our lives. And you can't go in a new direction if, if you're always pointing in an old direction. Where is the steering wheel of your life pointing to? If you don't know where you're going, you might not end up in a place you like. Where is the steering wheel of your life going? Here's what I know. You can't go up if you're pointing down. You can't go right if you're turning left. In fact, I'll put it this way. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. This is the way. Our mind is a powerful weapon. God gave us an incredible tool. It's our mind. And connected with the Spirit of God, we can do so much. But your, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. What is your strongest thoughts? As we start 2020, we started a series called Reset. Last week, we talked about choices. Somebody say choices. 
last week we talked about choices and we said that small decisions can lead to big change. I hope that this past week you thought about one choice that you can make different as we start 2020. What is one decision, one small choice that you can start making a difference in your life as we begin 2020? One small decision can lead to a big change. We too were talking about thoughts today. Somebody say thoughts. And this is what I know. Here's the big problem. You can't reset your life repeating old thoughts. You can't reset your life repeating old thoughts. What, what are you thinking about? What is it that's on your mind? In fact, I'll put it this way. Think about what you think about. What's on our mind? What's controlling our life? Remember, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thought. In fact, I'll, I'll put it this way. What you think about eventually will become what you do. What you do eventually becomes who you are. And who you are eventually will determine where you go. Now, in fact, I'll, I'll put it another way. Your thoughts become actions. Your actions become habits. Your habits create a character, and your character will shape your destiny. And so if you, if you want to make sure where you're going, go back to the root, and it all begins on what you're thinking about. Here's a question. Are you happy with where you're going? Are we happy of where we're going as we begin this brand new decade, the second Sunday of 2020? Come on, we're in church, best place on the planet, best city on the planet. As we begin 2020, are you happy with the way your life is going? Are you happy in the direction that it's going? Here's what I've come to find out. Negative thoughts will never produce a positive life. Negative thoughts will never produce a positive life. Maybe today your mind is full of negativity. Here's what I know. If you think it will, it probably will happen. For example, if you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you're always going to be a victim, you probably always will be. If you think you can't overcome, you will always be then a person that can't overcome. Because what you think will happen. Your mind is a powerful tool. So many of us today, we are prisoner of our minds instead of drivers of our thoughts. Prisoners. We're being held back. The new decade has started. And you walked in church and you're here. You're excited about a brand new year, but you're still repeating same old thoughts. You're still caught up in the same old lie. And a lot of people are being held back today. Today is 2020, but you're still thinking about 2019, 2018. This person that offended me. This person that abused me. I can't get over this thing. This person that did this to me. I'm still bitter. I'm still upset. There's people here, you're still thinking about 1998 and 1996 and what somebody did to you. And I believe they cheated on me and I can't believe they lied to me and I can't believe they offended me that's why I'll never get in another relationship that's why I'll never go to another church that's why I won't go to a connect group because you're still thinking about 1995 and it's 2020 and the spirit of God wants to do a new thing in your life but you're still caught up on old things oh come on somebody it's a brand new year it's a brand new decade it's a brand new beginning God specializes in brand new beginnings and if you're in here today, maybe you're caught up and you're saying, my mind is still on old things. i got good news for you. We serve a God that specializes in new beginnings, new compassions, new mercies, new years, new months, new times. Come on, anybody excited for a new mind in 2020? Oh, come on, you're not talking to me, church. We serve a God that can renew the mind, that can reset the life, that can recalibrate our trajectory. What are your thoughts on as we begin 2020? In fact, I'll put it this way. 
The big point I want you to remember today is that if you can change your thinking, you can change your life. Change your thinking, change your life. In the book of Romans, Paul, he's talking about something extremely important. If anybody overcame the mind, it was Paul. If anybody mastered the mind, it was Paul. In fact, if you read some of Paul's earlier writings, it looked like Paul was all over the place. It looked like he was a little bit crazy. That's good news for me because sometimes I feel crazy. Anybody with me? Oh, come on. It's early in the morning of the first service. You want to act all sanctified and holy, but that's okay. <laughs> Paul in Romans chapter 7 says, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me from this body of death? And then he says, but praise be to God through his son Jesus Christ who delivers us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul was conflicted. Have you ever felt conflicted in your mind, in your body, in your will? I don't want to do this, but I find myself doing this. I want to fast for 21 days, but Krispy Kreme keeps calling my name. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to fast. I'm trying to stay focused. I want to spend time in prayer, but Instagram and Facebook keeps calling my name. I, I want to seek God, but I got to wake up in the morning and the kids are driving me crazy. And, and I'm trying to do one thing, but I do everything that I don't want to do. Conflicted in the mind. Then he gets to Romans chapter 12, and he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be renewed by your mind. Paul understood that the mind is a powerful tool. Remember, your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The mind is a powerful, powerful tool. Because you can say you're one thing, but if you're thinking something different, that's what you are. Look what Proverbs says. Look at Proverbs. Proverbs, if we could put up the, 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 the scripture, Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, you're not what you think you are, what you think you are. You're not what you think you are, but what you think, that's what you are. Paul knows and understands the battle of the mind. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Most of life's battles are one in the mind. Can you believe it in your mind? Can you allow God to renew your mind? So Paul, he's, he's writing to different churches, and he's always talking about the mind. I love what he says in 2 Corinthians as we're talking about resetting and starting new. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, he's writing to the church in Corinth, and look what he says here. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage world war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are weapons are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish. Somebody say demolish. demolish. To demolish strongholds. To demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. He says we demolish strongholds. Paul says our we, we got to demolish the strongholds in our minds. What's a stronghold? A stronghold literally means a fortified prison. It literally means a jail. 
Some of us, it's 2020, and we are in a prison, we are in a jail because of the thoughts and arguments that come up in our mind. I will never be great. I can never serve God. God can never do anything with my life. I'm always going to be that failure. I'm always going to remember that mistake. I'm not that good. I'm not that intelligent. I'm not that good looking. The devil is a liar. But you're caught up in a prison because of the lies. And he says, we have power in the name of Jesus, not in our power, but in his power. I want to tell you that today I'm not talking about positive thinking. That's what the world talks about. Paul, is the, Paul doesn't want us to have po uh, positive thinking. God wants us to have powerful thinking. When he says that we have power, that word power in the Greek literally means dynamite, dunamis in the Greek. Power means dynamite. That's where we get the word dynamite from, from the word dunamis. In other words, we have spiritual dynamite so that in the mind you can demolish, obliterate, destroy by the power of the name of Jesus. Every lie in your mind, every single deception of the enemy, you are not too weak. You are not forgotten about. You won't, it's not that you're always going to be a victim. Come on, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name, you can stand up. You can have a brand new beginning. The devil is a liar. I will change my mind. I will renew my mind by the power of the blood of the Lamb. I am born again in Him. Come on, anybody with me, give God some praise. If you believe it, give God a big shout. Come on. Sorry, I'm excited. I know it's early. It's the first service. Usually by 11 I get like this. I'm, it's the 9. I got to stay reserved. So many believers are defeated in the mind. So many people are victims of the thoughts that the enemy puts in their mind. Never going to be good. Join a connect group. I can never join a connect group. If you think you can never have deep, intimate, great relationships with people who will be there for you and hold you accountable, you probably won't. Hey, join Dream Team. Help serve. Build a church. Let's help our community. No, I can't because of all my failures, all the mistakes. If you think that way, you will never make an impact or a change in your community. Hey, God can use you. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Well, that's why we just had communion so we can remember that the blood of Jesus makes us white as snow. Come on, he come. No, but not me. I'm too much of a failure. I've done too much. Nobody knows what I've done. If you keep thinking that way, you're always going to stay a failure. So many people, we begin this brand new year, and instead of resetting, renewing the mind, you stay thinking the thoughts of the enemy. Can I tell you, they are a lie. Change your thinking. Your life will always move in the direction of your thoughts. Well, how can I begin to renew the mind? How do we do this? How, how can we begin to renew the mind? What, what do I got to do? It's a brand new year, brand new beginning. I want to renew the mind. The first thing that we have to do is that we need to catch the lie. Somebody say, catch the lie. Catch the lie. Recognize in our minds, what is the lie that the enemy keeps throwing my way? What's the bait that he keeps throwing that you and I keep biting? Recognize what, what's the thought that's bringing me down. What's the thing that keeps trying to tell me I'm never going to be able to do this. The enemy keeps throwing thoughts our way. And some of us, we keep taking the bait. Catch the lie. Every single lie you and I believe is another brick that is built upon the prison around their mind. You believe that lie? Put another brick. You're not good enough? Put another brick. You're always going to be your failure, put that another brick. You're never going to be an overcomer, put another brick. You're not good enough, put another brick. There's a lie. There's a lie in every single one of our minds. There is one lie that all of us keep believing. What is the lie in your mind that you keep believing? I'll tell you my lie. Years ago when I was asked to start sharing on this platform, different places, and I was asked to speak, you should have seen the struggle I had in my mind. I would come up here 
and I'll look across a room like this and I'll say they hate me. <laughs> they don't like me. They want to hear somebody else speak. I'm not good enough. This, this message, it, it's not going to help anybody. I don't even know how I came up with this. I should, I, I should just throw this away. That nobody's listening. Nobody like. They're judging me. They're judging me. Is my zipper open? Oh, my God. Like, if, this is crazy. Like, I'm, I'm thinking of everything that you can imagine, right? And I would get off the platform, and I would stay for days thinking about what I spoke about on a Sunday or on a, any kind of gathering. And f that there was this lie on my mind that I'm never going to be good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not called by God. This is just me. I can't do this. I will never do this. And I want to tell you that was a lie from the enemy, and until I stepped into the truth, I could never walk in my calling. What is the lie in your mind? Because the lie in your mind is going to keep you trapped. The lie in your mind is only going to build a stronghold around your life. One time, I remember me and Diana, we were driving, and we got a flat tire. We got a flat tire. Now, now the, the tire had this rim that could only be unlocked by a key, right? It's not just any key. There's a special key that comes with the tire. We couldn't find the key anywhere, and so we started calling some people to help us. And I remember calling my dad. I called Louis Goyas. I called different people. Like, what do I do? I, I, I know how to change the tire. It's not that I don't know how to change the tire. I know how to change the tire. I'm a man. I know how to change the tire. <laughs> but, but, but this one has a particular key that I, I don't know where the key's at. And I remember me and Diana were stuck for a while thinking that we didn't have the key. When they got there to help us, about an hour later, deep down inside the middle compartment, there was this little small key all the way at the bottom. Some of us are locked in a prison and you don't realize that the key is already inside of you. It is the Holy Spirit of God. It is the Word of God that you need to get deep down in your soul. You don't need to stay in a prison when you already have the key. Look what Paul says in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 23 through 24. He says instead, somebody say instead. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitude. Let the Spirit of God... Renew your thoughts and your attitude. Another verse, another translation puts it this way. Your mind has an attitude. It says, let the attitude of your mind be changed by the spirit. Uh, look at the person next to you and tell them, you got an attitude. <laughs> and he says, put on your new, new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Change your mind, change your attitude. There's a spirit about your mind. There's an attitude about your mind. Listen to this. Whatever comes into your mind will come out of your life. If you always think critical, you're going to have a critical spirit. If you always think like a victim, you're going to have a victim kind of spirit. Is anybody listening to me this morning? Come on. You want to reset your life, it can begin in the mind. Right? Negative thoughts never produce a positive life. Right? And so what are you allowing in your mind? And here's what I'll say. You can change old paths. Every single time your mind has a thought, it creates a neurochemical change in your brain. This is studied. This is studied by science. Every single time you have a thought and you think about it long enough, it creates a neurochemical change in your mind. And so some of us, we've been thinking a certain way or a certain pattern for so long that this is the path your brain takes. It's just normal. Now when you're bored, the first thing you do is you pick up the phone and you go to Instagram. Why? Because you've done it for so long. This is your, the way your mind thinks. It becomes the normal path you take. The more you walk on a path, the more the grass stops growing, and now it becomes the, the, the path that everybody takes. So your brain, now every single time you're, you're, you're sad, you're emotional, it's not a good day, you go to Krispy Kreme. You eat donuts and you eat bad. You're an emotional eater because that's the way you've trained your mind for so long. 
It's the easy path to take. When you're lonely, when you're angry, now you do destructive things. Why? Because that's the way you've been thinking for such a long time. But can I tell you, you can forge a new road. You don't have to keep going down old paths. Come on, you can start to create new things in your mind. Science calls it rewiring the brain. God calls it renewing the brain. Number one, catch the lie. Tell your neighbor, catch the lie. Number two, speak the truth. Speak the truth. Right? You, you catch the lie first. You say, wait a minute, this is not a thought from God. This is not from God's word. The enemy is trying to deceive me, to keep me in a stronghold. But I can obliterate, I can, I can vanish those strongholds. I can demolish them and destroy them in Jesus' name. Now, what do you do to start a new path? You begin to speak a truth over that lie. Over that lie. For every lie that the enemy throws at you, there's a truth in God's word. You didn't hear me. For every lie that the enemy throws at you, there's a truth in God's word. The devil tells you you're not good enough, but the Bible says that he who's in me is more powerful than he who's against me. The Bible says, I mean, the, the enemy says you're always going to be a victim, but in Jesus' name, the Bible says I'm more than a conqueror through Christ who forgave me and gave me a new life. The Bible says you're always going to make a mistake, but the Bible says I'm a new creation. He who is in Christ is a new creation. Come on, anybody with me? For every lie the enemy speaks to you, there's a truth in God's word. Are you speaking that truth? 2020, this is what we need to do. We need to write down the truth, speak the truth, and think about the truth. Write down the truth, speak the truth, think about the truth. Write down the truth, speak the truth. And think about the truth. You're not hearing me. Write down the truth. Speak out that truth. And think about that truth. We've been living away for so long. This is, this is what I'm, I'm always used to this. Because this is the pattern. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, this is the way I was. My dad was angry. My grandfather was angry. I just got a bad temper. No, that's an old path that you forged in your mind. But you can renew your mind to say, now I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. You can rewire, renew your brain in Jesus' name. There's power in the name of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. Remember, it's not positive thinking. It's powerful thinking in Jesus' name. What, what do you need to do to rewire, renew your brain? Grab that truth, speak it over your life. Write it down. Put it next to your bed, put it in your, in your cubicle, put it in your office, put it in your car. Grab a verse from the Bible and say, I'm more than a conqueror in Jesus' name. I can overcome. I'm not just a sinner, no, I'm forgiven by the grace of the blood of Jesus. I'm a saint now because of him. Saint doesn't mean you're a saint now. They're gonna, no, it just means you're forgiven. You're a saint. You're separated now because of Jesus Christ. I'm being sanctified. God is working in me. It's the Holy Spirit of God, the same one that resurrected Jesus from the dead. is the same one that's resurrecting me every single day. He's taking me through a process of sanctification. I'm not who I used to be. And thank God I'm on a journey and I'm getting close. Come on, anybody with? Come on. He's renewing our mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And I tell you, it can be a new year and a new you. Because you believe what God has done. Some of us, you know what we need to do? We need to go on the offense. We've been playing defense for too long. Don't just be reactionary. Get God's word in your mind, in your soul. Take these next 21 days to get in God's word every moment. Every time you get a break at work, 
If you can wake up 15 minutes earlier, go to sleep 15 minutes later, get God's word in you and say, no, I'm going to begin to renew the mind. I'm going to go on the offense. I'm not going to wait for the enemy to attack me. I'm going on offense. Look what Paul says. What are you, you going to do? Look what Paul says in Philippians chapter 4. Look what Paul says again about the mind. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Put your mind in the right place. Think about what you think about. You know where Paul wrote that? He didn't write that like in Cancun on a shore, like just, oh, this is, think about lovely things, pure things. He didn't write that out on the Amalfi Coast looking at Capri, 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 Capri. You know what he wrote? He wrote that in prison. The letter to the church in Philippi was written from a prison cell. And it wasn't a prison like we have nowadays where there's air conditioner and TVs and at least they have a pillow. No, he, it was probably a dungeon, cave-type looking prison. That means you could be in a bad place but still thinking about good things. Oh, come on, somebody. See, that's the difference. See, that's the difference between a vulture and a hummingbird. A vulture wakes up every single day to look for dead things. You've seen vultures. You see them all over the street. Right? Vultures are flying all around. And they're one set focus. Every single day they wake up and they're like, where's the dead thing? Where's the dead thing? And they're looking for a dead thing. Their mind is set on, they are focused on dead things. They are looking for the dead things along the roads and the highways. They're looking for dead things. And as soon as they find it, there's a dead thing. That's all I'm going to focus on. That's what I'm going to go eat. That's what I'm going to enjoy. A hummingbird wakes up and he looks for sweet nectar all over the place. In fact, science says that they go up to a thousand flowers a day looking for sweetness. They will travel anywhere and everywhere looking for the sweet things. 2020, will you be a vulture or will you be a hummingbird? What are you going to feed yourself? Here's what I know. What you starve dies and what you feed thrives. What you starve dies and what you feed thrives. What are you starving your mind of and what are you feeding your mind from? I don't know about you, but I want to wake up in the morning, and I want to get in God's word. I want to change the music sometimes and put on some worship, and I want to feed my soul that I am a conqueror in Christ Jesus, that he who's in me is greater than he who's in the world, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, that if God be for me, who can stand against me all the days of my life? Do not be afraid. Be of good courage. Stand up. Stand strong. Come on, somebody. You need to feed your mind the word of God. Reset. Renew the mind. Number two, speak the truth. I'm going to catch the lie, and I'm going to speak the truth. And number three, never turn back. Never turn back. A lot of us, what happens is that we can begin to think a more positive direction in God's direction, but easily we turn back. Again, because we're trying to forge this new road, and a little bit of grass will grow in that old path in our brain, but, but we go back into it. And so we continue forging that old path, and the grass can never really cover it because we so easily turn back. You know, that's where the word repentance comes in. Some of us don't like that word. I just said that word, and some of us are like, ah, oh, because we grew up in places or heard people that are like, repent, turn, or burn. And people with big signs all over the streets. And so repent just sounds like a, ah, oh, 
But repent, it is a word that we use in Christianity. And literally, we associate it just with behavior, but it's more than behavior. It has to do with your mind. You know what repent literally means? Repent literally means to turn around. Turn around, literally. To repent means when we repented and we came to Jesus, it means my life and my mind was going in one direction. I thought this was right for my life. I thought this was going to bring peace and hope for my life. But when I repented, I turned from my ways and I turned to Jesus' ways. Some of us, we need to repent in our minds into a new direction and never look back. Never look back. Because God is trying to renew the mind. What is there to look back to? Some of us, we can look back and see destructive thinking, negative thinking, toxic thinking, thoughts that were consuming our mind 24-7. It was robbing you of purpose. It was robbing you of sleep. It was robbing you of peace. What is there to turn to? I'm reminded of the story in, in the book of Genesis. Those of us who, some of us together, friends and all that, were doing some one-year Bible reading and all that. So we've been reading through Genesis, Exodus, and all these early books. And we just read a story in Genesis where... Abraham and Lot had divided themselves into two different places of the land. Abraham had a nephew named Lot, and Lot was in this place. He was living called Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah was a, a place that was li really, literally destructing themselves, destroying themselves. And God said he was going to destroy that piece of the land because these people were doing things that were horrendous. It was completely evil. And God tried to have mercy on them several times, but they kept choosing evil, and he said, two angels went to save Lot, and they grabbed Lot and his family, they said, get out of here, because God's going to let them self-destruct, and this place is going to be destroyed. As they're leaving the land, the angels turn to Lot and his family, and look at what they say in Genesis chapter 19, verse 17, it says, as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, flee for your lives, don't look back, and don't stop anywhere in the plain." Flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. He said, I'm bringing you out of this land. I'm bringing you out of this place. I'm bringing you out of this destruction. I'm bringing you out of this evil. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. And I felt that this week as I was preparing for the message. Some of us in here today, God is telling you, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. Don't go back to those old destructive ways. Don't go back to those old destructive thinking. Don't go back to listening to the lies and being deceived by the enemy. Don't even think about it. And the Bible says that as Lot and his family are leaving, his wife turns around. And she looks back, probably still thinking about the life they had built, their old ways, and what if we can say so, and what if that place was right. And the Bible says that because she turned around, she turned into a pillar of salt. I tell you, God is trying to do a new thing in your life. God is trying to renew your mind. And if you keep looking back, you're going to end up in a salty place. God wants to do a new thing in my life and in your life, but stop looking back. You're not that failure. You're not that mistake. Come on, there's power in the blood of Jesus. You can stand up. You're more than a conqueror. Come on, we're going to reset, recalibrate, renew the mind. I am new in Jesus Christ. I can begin again. Come on, there's new mercies, new compassion. If God be for me, who can be against me? Come on, I'm renewing the mind, renewing the mind. I'm renewing the mind. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, don't even think about it. 
Come on, there's nothing in the past for you. Don't worry about that mistake anymore. It's covered by the blood of Jesus. Don't think about that failure anymore. Stop thinking about that mistake. It's 2020. A new decade begins full of opportunities, full of God's mercy, full of God's grace. Stop letting the enemy hold you in a stronghold. In the name of Jesus, we demolish every stronghold by the power of Jesus. I am new in Christ. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not that mistake. I won't let that define me. I won't let that hold me. There's freedom in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Don't even think about it. Come on, somebody say, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. I'm not going back. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. Hallelujah. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. I'm not looking back. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'm going to ask the church to pray. There's some of us in here today. He's saying, don't, don't, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. That's not you anymore. It's what you did, but it's not who you are. Don't even think about it. In Jesus' name, God, we're praying for freedom this morning. Reset, renew, recalibrate, restructure our mind, our spirit, our soul, God. Let your word come and fill our hearts, our soul, our spirits. Hallelujah. Come on, I sense the presence of God. Let's stand up to our feet all over this place.